I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, and the starting long snapper for the Dallas Renegades. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? What a bad name. I you have... hate the Renegades name? Do you love it? I like it. I think it's cool. Uh, okay, cool. I will not watch any XFL games, so it's not going to really yeah. matter to me later, but Renegades yeah. is fine. Yeah, sure, cool. Have fun. You hate it? I mean, I don't like hate it, but okay, it's better than some of the other ones. The Seattle Dragons. Okay, get out of here. I got something else that's better than all of those names. Ooh, breaking news right here. Personally, I tried the Chick Fil A sandwich from Popeyes. The Chick Fil A sandwich from Popeyes. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? That's what I'd like to try it. Or, that's what I'd like to call it. <laughs> the Chick Fil A sandwich. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, here's here's how I would describe it. Somebody described it like this at work, and I'm like, all right, this is how I'm going to go for it. It's the nice, like, fill-in on Sundays when Chick-fil-A is closed. That's what I'm going for. You really stand for Chick-fil-A that much? I do. I, I just I just like so much stuff on their menu. Okay, but I will say this. It was really, really, really good. I'm just not going to go out of my way. Like, I would still go to Chick-fil-A because I like Chick-fil-A's fries. Not... I think their yeah. sandwiches are probably about even. I just like the fries at Chick-fil-A and yeah. I, yeah. I like Chick-fil-A's breakfast better, but does Popeye's have breakfast? They have biscuits. So I just assume they did, but I guess they don't. How do you like their breakfast better if they don't have <laughs> breakfast and you definitely never had it? <laughs> I just like their breakfast food better, but I will say, I will say it did live up to the hype. The well, the sandwich good. was really really good. I was really impressed, and uh, some of us at work we didn't have any meetings after lunch, so we're like, all right, we can take the time. We show up to a Popeyes, <laughs> the the line is curved around the Popeyes out into the highway. No way. So we That's go inside crazy. and we waited thirty five minutes in line inside, <laughs> and this is just a random That's little for Pop- a chicken sandwich for a chicken sandwich and uh but. It was a good chicken sandwich, I guess. They're not even advertising the same. I haven't seen the sandwich really advertised that much besides like their Twitter. Have you? No, no. And what's funny is on the uh, the window of Popeyes, it says, for a limited time only. I'm like, that's bull crap. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> Y'all are like back on the map for some people. You never were on the map for me. But yeah, like we were, we were watching Hulu today and I got a we got a Hulu ad for Popeyes and it had nothing to do with the sandwich. I'm like, what are you guys, like? How are you guys not capitalizing on this right now? And it showing me the you can get a biscuit and a cookie. I'm like, no, nah, no, I want the, I would want the sandwich. Show me the sandwich. Yeah, but it was good. Yeah, if you get a chance, go go try it pretty soon. It, it's good. I would say it's it literally it, it's on par with Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich i just like Ooh. chick-fil-a sides more than popeyes but so there you go that's our take that's our official locked on mavs take popeye sandwich <laughs> all right on the podcast today let's get into the rookie survey we haven't talked about it yet so we're going to get into the rookie survey and then if we have time at the end which we probably will we'll get into some of your anything but mavs questions 
So with the rookie survey, there wasn't a lot of Mavs stuff, so we figured we'd put this into an anything but Mavs podcast. <laughs> so figured, not really about the Mavs anyway. Yeah, so we figured we'd just lump them all together. So, But we got some good questions that I do want to get to, so we'll make time for that at the end. So, all right, the rookie survey. Uh, a lot of rookies took this. Uh, did it say how many voted? I don't know. I think it was, uh, it was a lot. Yeah, they couldn't vote for themselves. Or no, they were asked not to 42. vote for themselves. 42 rookies voted. They were asked not to vote for themselves. Uh, and they've asked a bunch of different questions like they always do. And I love that now that they've done this for so long that they have passed like, information to go back on and see. Like like John Schumann, who did this, it's on NBA.com. Uh, he put like the list of, of rookie of the year. So like this year, 35% of rookies uh, voted for Zion to win the rookie of the year. And it's funny to see the, the the history of the rookie survey. So last year there was a tie. It was Aiton and Sexton were the two that, that got it last year. Dennis Smith Jr. in 2017 got 26% of the vote. Chris Dunn the year before that. Jaleel Okafor, Jabari Parker. These guys are hitting. I mean, <laughs> at this rate, at that rate right there, Zion Williamson's going to be a huge bust <laughs> if this continues. But before that it was – C.J. McCollum, Victor Oladipo, Anthony Davis, John Wall, Blake Griffin, and Kevin Durant. So I don't know what's going on with the rookies in 2014, 15, 16, 17, and 18. They were they were way off. Yeah, because they didn't even uh, – they voted, what, yeah, Aiton and Sexton last year, and even the question that was which rookie had the best career. I think last year they went with uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, Luka just didn't get any love in this, and I remember all of us talking about it. Madison talking about it. Why does the rookies hate Luka? Why do they not believe in him and all this stuff? And uh, yeah, he shut that up pretty quick. But yeah, well, you got to think a lot of these guys have played together since AAU. So yeah, that's true. A lot of them are voting for their guys. Are you surprised at all about the rookie of the year? Thirty-five percent Zion, twenty-seven percent John Morant, and then five percent, which I guess is like two votes. (laughs) How much is five percent? RJ and Cam voted for each other. It's two so. votes. Exactly two votes for RJ Barrett and Cam Reddish. Wait. Yeah. No, okay. So it's two votes. Then that means Zion, RJ Barrett, and Cam Reddish all voted for each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly how it went. Zion <laughs> voted for Cam. Cam voted for RJ. This <laughs> went all the way around. Um, no, I'm not, su- I'm not surprised, but uh, obviously Zion is um, – a crazy prospect and everything. Uh, I actually don't agree with it. I don't think Zion wins rookie of the year. I think John Morant wins rookie of the year. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Even if Zion, what if Zion's in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I think that, yeah, obviously that will, that will help some teams, but I don't think if the Pelicans are in the playoffs, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's a Luca type of effect from Zion. Interesting. You think I've, been, be- I've been pretty clear that, in my opinion, and obviously I'm probably going to be wrong with this, but I, Zion is an unbelievable talent that you you got to have. Like it's he's something we've hardly ever seen before. But I don't think he steps in and is LeBron day one. I think he will take a, more time than like LeBron, AD, those type of prospects will, mainly because of the shot and all of that. Um, yeah, I just don't. Yeah, I think he'll take a little bit of time and. I just think, I think statistically, I think John Morant will have a better season. And the next question was, which rookie will have the best career? 19% Cam Reddish. This one was kind of surprising to me. And this kind of shows you. That's yeah, eight it's votes, kinda, by the way. 
it's kind of interesting who will have the best career here. Zion's 35% of rookie of the year. And then he gets 5% of the vote for the best career. Yeah, it won't last. That's what they're saying. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And that's, that's just kind of interesting or, but I think the, the answer of what's the best career is very fluid. Does that mean who's who lasts longer in the in in their yeah, career? Who puts up the best stats? Because you can look back at some drafts and be like, "Oh my gosh, Andre Miller was around forever." You know, he yes. had a great career. <laughs> you know, he was around some good teams. Robert Ory, whenever he got drafted, he had the best career. He just got to <laughs> hit big shots and win titles with everyone, and got to play with some of the best players of all time. He had a great career. Yes, best career. Good luck with that. See, I, I kind of throw this out, this question out. I don't even know what the how to answer that question. Yeah, uh, the biggest steal from where they were drafted, Bull Bull, who's drafted forty fourth. That was such a weird thing. We'll look back at that man with his spider suit and all that. I mean, that is just going to be a weird thing to look back on. Him and Kevin Porter Jr. tied with nineteen percent. This is where Isaiah Roby got two votes, um, so he was up there with uh, Carson Edwards, Nasir Little. Uh, Kobe White and Grant Williams. Hmm. This one was all think, over the place. Yeah, this is yeah all over the place. My two picks for this, my number one pick will be Brandon Clark for this. I mean, going twenty one, I thought he he should go much higher. And uh, Nasir Little, obviously at twenty five, I'm a big believer in him. He's gonna be a steal from UNC. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, most athletic, not interesting. Yeah, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. won that one in 2017 or got the most votes at least. Yeah, Zion obviously runs away with that. Best shooter, Tyler Hero. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think Cam Johnson's up there with him too, but he came in third. Who's your favorite player in the league? This is another question that they asked we thought was interesting. 38% going with LeBron James, 20% going with Durant, 8% for Leonard uh and Lillard. That means that's three votes. Devin Booker and James Harden getting two votes each. And then others receiving votes. Jamal Crawford, Kevin Garnett, who's not playing anymore, Paul George, CJ McCollum. It's funny when you have to put, like, they usually list the team name that they're on next to, their, next to the player, and they can't for Jamal Crawford and Kevin Garnett. Yeah. So could somebody put, like, Jordan or? They they could have, I guess. Kevin Garnett, they just the same amount of, you know, activeness in the league as Kevin Garnett. <laughs> CJ yeah. McCollum, Steve Nash, Steve Nash, another one, Pascal Siakam, and Russell Westbrook. Um, no Steph Curry on anything. No Steph. Thought, no one, I not even one person voting for Steph. Yeah, I thought that was uh, – it's just interesting just because it seems like so many kids are just like – it's the Steph everything. I mean, when I used to work with kids, like smaller kids uh, a few years ago – I mean, we couldn't shoot basketball or anything outside with Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry. I mean, we saw we saw LeBron James kid the other day when he hit a three. Said Curry. Yeah, and his jersey, his jersey sales, and all that stuff, and just that this crop of uh, rookie, you know, nobody voted. I mean, Devin Booker got two couple votes. What? <laughs> that Devin Booker is a couple of their favorite player in the league. Who wouldn't want to play know. like Devin Booker? Just shoot as much as you want, and winning doesn't matter. Yeah, well, hopefully they don't like to be double teamed. So, well, you got to think about when these kids grew up too. Uh, the Devin Booker one doesn't fit this this logic or this theory, but the the kids that are you know grew up loving Steph Curry, they're still probably in like high school or middle school right now, right? They were small yeah. kids when these guys when these guys were small kids. LeBron was probably in Miami. Yeah, right. Like that I was about ten so. years ago. They were like eight years old, nine. Yeah. 
That's crazy. A lot of that. A lot of that really matters. I mean, the, the players that we love as kids. I mean, Dirk. Heck, <laughs> he yeah. was he was playing when we were kids, and so he still loved Dirk. So there you go. That's the rookie survey. Uh, LeBron James, by the way, has won in. He got the most votes in 2019, 2018, 2017, 2012, and then it was Kobe and Durant three years in a row there. Dang, Durant won it back then too. Hmm. Yeah, three years in a row: fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. That was when he won the MVP. When then he went to Golden State. Yeah. So. There you go. That's the rookie survey. Let's take a break. And when we come back, let's get to some of your anything but Mavs mailbag questions. Mm-hmm. All right, Isaac. Let's start off the anything but Mavs mailbag question with uh, an NBA question. This is from John. This is this is a, an accusatory question that we need to set the record straight on. He said, Uh-oh. after two seasons of DSJ, let's reassess what his floor and ceiling is. You used to say he was better than John Wall. <laughs> okay. I don't know what podcast you've been listening to. <laughs> I don't think we ever said that his ceiling was better than John Wall. Did 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 I say that? Did you say that? I remember us throwing out the name John Wall and said this is what he should shoot for. Like that is that's what he should should be shooting for in his career. I I took it a step further. I thought John said in his question used to say like he was better than John Wall like at that moment and I'm like I know dang for sure. Well, when he, the question is talking about floor or ceiling. So I, I I took it as you used to say his ceiling was John Wall, but it does say you used to say he was a better John Wall. Yeah, I think his ceiling could be could have been John Wall. Like his ceiling ceiling, but like better than John Wall, that's a high ceiling for Dennis and uh I, I don't yeah, I think it's hard to kind of project what Dennis's ceiling and stuff is right now. It's just been a, a weird situation to where obviously Luca, the Dallas have happened. Now he goes to New York and it doesn't look like he's going to get the chance there. I just want to see. Yeah. I want to see Dennis and get another chance at running the show and see what that looks like. I just don't know what to project for him right now. Yeah. With the Knicks, it's going to be hard to try and figure this out. I think he can be a solid starter still. Um, you know, guys like Reggie Jackson, Darren Collison, DJ Augustine. These guys have been solid starters. You're not like super excited about them as your as your point guard, but they they play really well. And DJ Augustine just won the Magic playoff game against the NBA championship or against the NBA you know champions. So uh, those guys well, can be the big thing with DJ Augustine is Augustine can shoot. So <laughs> against that's the Mavs. What De- that's what Dennis has to you know obviously you know prove and looks like he's been working on that is that he can be a, a knockdown shooter from that point guard spot. Yeah, the the problem is there's so many good point guards right now that it's su- yeah. it's super hard to, you know, crack that you know, <laughs> the the top thirty, which is, you know, the starters. So, all right, uh, let's do a personal question. Um, this guy's Twitter name is Tell Me All Your Thoughts About God, which Isaac thought was the the question when I sent these to him. He was like, Oh, that's a weird question to <laughs> put. This. Like, I guess it is really? anything yeah. but maps. <laughs> Y'all want me to go on, go down that route right now? But, he uh, and or she asks. What do you like most about doing these podcasts? You answered this a little while ago, but let's do a more like uh, inside baseball kind of. What do you like about you know sitting down, us recording these podcasts? Not the not the perks. You know, what do you like about the actual recording and the you know coming up with topics and things like that? Oh gosh, I can't say the, like the listeners. Yeah, I guess you can say the uh, listeners and like the community. Sure. I mean, the, okay. Well, I'll do the cop out with the community part. Just where how how the, how much this podcast has grown with how many people around the world listen to this. I mean, we yeah, we took this over 
uh, I guess three years ago, been doing this sort of May tw- May now. 2017 was their first time. Yeah, and we took this over, and uh, you know there was a, a ground level that this podcast was at that it was built up a little bit, and what, yeah, how much has grown over the past couple of years has been far bigger than I ever imagined, and uh, we touched on this a while back. I mean, we took this over as like a fun hobby and another way to talk Mavs. And now it's legitimately a job and it factors into uh, supporting our families yeah. and all that stuff. And that only happens because of how many people has jumped up for this podcast. How many people, how many of y'all have shared this podcast and did iTunes reviews and subscribed and all this different stuff. So it's just when we get on Twitter and ask questions and there used to be days in which we would ask a question and we're like, all right, we want to do like a little mailbag. And we're like, I remember get like a response. I remember the know? first time I thought about like, Hey, let's, let's try to do a mailbag. And you're like, you think we'll get enough responses, you know? And this yeah, is like, do we need to make up a few? Like, yeah, yeah. Do we have to make up our own or ask people? Uh, I think we, I went in, um, I went in like Moneyball Slack or something like that and asked that question just to uh just to see if I'd get some extra ones but we didn't even end up needing it. And now we ask one time for anything but Mavs mailbag question. How many have we done now? This is like the 7th one we've done off of the off of the one question. It's just it's crazy the the listeners. And uh we yeah, it, oh, go ahead. No, I was just say it's like yeah, the community and these and you guys who have listened to us as we've talked about life, our lives and stuff for the past couple of years and we've feel like we're like friends but we don't know a bunch of you and Yeah. It, some of you have, you know, yeah, you come up to us at games and we see you at games and we see you around Dallas <laughs> and I'm like, hey, hey, and they're like, locked on Mavs, locked on Mavs. And it, it's so cool to, yeah, hear so many people listen to this podcast and yeah, it's just a, it's a cool way to connect with all of you guys. That's the cop out answer. And honestly, we had a, we had a call with David Locke a couple of days ago and he was going over some of our numbers and just the, the amount of people that you know, listen through a whole podcast and we get, and he gets to see numbers like that. Like, you know, how, how long people listen through a whole podcast. And he said, you guys have super loyal listeners. I mean, people are listening through like a big number of listeners are listening through the entire podcast, which is amazing for us to hear. And that's, that's the thing that really struck out, stuck out to me with our meeting the other day is that like, we have people that, that, you know, listen to the entire podcast and don't just like pick it up or, you know, just have it in their feed and then just delete it. I have podcasts like that where I, I subscribe to them and yeah. I just like delete them automatically. But people that, like actually listen every single day and all the way through, which is, it's crazy and it's awesome. And it's a testament to you guys. Um, and the first, first time we didn't post, like the first time, the first time we had people reaching out to us yeah. at, at a point in which Nick didn't post at like midnight and we had, yeah. a, a, you know, a, a decent amount of people reaching out to us and DMing us and tweeting at us and be like, where's it at? Where's it at? That was a moment I'm like, okay, this is cool. Like people are really, you know, and so yeah, a, a non-fan thing. It's just, it's fun to use our adrenaline about the Mavs and talk and cover the team in this way. I, I really enjoy writing, uh, but I don't enjoy it as much as I, used to in the past when I first started covering the Mavs I was writing pieces almost every day it was you know a blogging atmosphere I was aggregating that, a lot that fan-sided I, life yeah and as that fan and I, I'm super appreciative I wouldn't be anywhere where I'm at today in the sports world without fan-sided so I was super yeah, we thankful for that yeah and 
but and now I get to still use that writing passion of mine for the Mavs and at Mavs.com, but it's like not as often. I can, you know, it's it's so I get the best of both worlds, and I, I love doing this from my home with Nick. And obviously, I wouldn't do any of this stuff if it wasn't for Nick because, yeah, I mean, Nick and I have been doing this for yeah like two three years, and if we wasn't friends and we didn't. Uh, get along and have chemistry then this pod wouldn't be where it's at so i've done other pods that i didn't have as much chemistry and and those people are no longer around so not that they died (laughs) but (laughs) um i also i one thing i love about this is uh, i love coming up with topics i love that this summer we were like okay we are going to do five days a week every single week all through the summer and it's just a challenge and i just love having to come up with a new topic every single day and hopefully you know, the, the topics are interesting and we're not rehashing too much stuff. We try not to have the same conversation over and over again. And if we do, we apologize every single time we do it. Uh, yeah. Like when we had the third piece for the Mavs, you know, potential t- potential title team, we were like, oh, we know we've had this conversation two times before, but it wasn't a whole podcast. So let's devote a whole podcast to it. And hopefully we bring new insights and new stuff to it. So that that's something I really enjoy. It's come up with new And shout stuff. out to the guy who tweeted at us after that pod and said, hey, guys, why are y'all talking about a third piece? I think we can give you a championship team this year. I'm like, I love your optimism, bro. Shout out to you. I, I sent you that tweet and I said, this is these are the type of people that are going to be disappointed with a 41 win season. It's that end of the spectrum. And there are definitely fans like that. And I I love the optimism of, you know, thinking that the team can win a championship. I don't, I don't agree with you, but Hey, he, I could be totally wrong. I was wrong about Luca. I did. I did not think Luca was going to be as good. We thought he was going to be good, but not like, no, and there wasn't hardly anybody outside Slovenia that was saying that he was going to be this good. I don't know. I feel like there's always people that are on that, that far end of the spectrum. So they'll try to claim it. They will. All right, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's get to some more mailbag questions. All right, Isaac. Sit tight. This one's for me. <laughs> Dwight Powell Fan Club, which there's a Dwight Powell Fan Club, by the way. He says, he or she, it could be a, it could be a female did, Dwight Powell. You didn't send me this question. I didn't. As a fan of both Dwight Powell and Avatar The Last Airbender, I was curious what your favorite season of the show was. Just sit tight, don't say words, okay? My favorite season is season two. There's three seasons of the show. Season two is, is my favorite one, I think. Uh, there's an episode called Tales of Bossing Say, and it's this episode where they go through these small stories with each of the main characters that are in the show at the, at the moment. It's the only television show that has ever made me cry. That specific television show, <laughs> that episode of Avatar: The Last Era, you laugh, and but you've not watched it yet. Uh, a cartoon? Yes, absolutely a cartoon. I don't care if it was animated, real life, person, whatever. It. Okay, it, I will say I cried at Mufasa. <laughs> it will move you. Uh, it is definitely moving. Everybody that's listening is is mad at you for laughing at that. Uh, you also get introduced to Toph, which is a great character. Uh, the episode Zuko alone and just his whole journey of discovering like his true path and he's apart from Iroh at this point too so he's like really trying to discover it himself there's the episode of the guru that is one of the greatest episodes <laughs> my wife and I like sometimes we'll just look at each other and be like chakras 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 <laughs> which what? no one will get unless you listen the introduction of Azula was also in this season um, Azula as the big bad of the season was just amazing her introduction is just so great her whole speech of you know do the tides command this ship is like Oh, such a great way to introduce a character, especially a villain. And then uh, the Cave of Two Lovers, of course. The Cave of Two Lovers. Two Lovers. Game of Thrones. What? 
Is this a Game of Thrones episode? A cave of Two Lovers? No. Oh. No, these are two lovers fit into one another. <laughs> this is the, oh, the Secret Tunnel song. That's a great song. So that's my favorite season is season two. So there you go. Season three is obviously great. Season one, it brings its... You know, Did you submit that question for yourself? Or? Nope. You can actually go find that tweet on Twitter.com. Did your wife do that? And you can tell it wasn't from me because it said, as a fan of both Dwight Powell and Avatar. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, Aaron asked, Chipotle or Freebirds? Oh, Freebirds all day, every day. Not even a question. I don't know if I've ever been to Freebirds. Oh, my God. We don't have them here in Florida. So when I lived in Freebirds beats everything Dallas. Chipotle has. So uh, it's not even a debate for me. There you go. So I can't answer because I've never been, but I do like Chipotle. Um, okay, let's do this one. From Andrew, how did both of you fall in love with the NBA or basketball in general? Um, oh man. Well, I mean, I grew up playing the game, love the game. Um, I traveled a lot playing the game as a kid, um, played organized. Yeah. I was just, my dad, lo- it was started with my dad. I've had my dad on the podcast before. Mm. Um, my dad grew up a huge ABA fan, uh, Dr. J, the Kentucky Colonels, the big A artist Gilmore. That's why you see me tweet sometime. I'm a big proponent of bringing professional basketball back to Louisville. Um, I'm all about that. But, yeah, so my dad grew up a big uh, ABA, NBA fan, got me watching it. Um, I started off watching MJ stuff with the Bulls. That was, I mean, my childhood and just wrote me in. And uh, North Carolina basketball also. But, yeah, but, I mean, it was just a combination of loving the NBA. I was all NBA. I mean, I had a basketball court um kind of i had a, a goal indoor at uh my one of my houses at a teenager when i was a teenager that we lived in for a few years wait and what you had an indoor I, basketball uh, court in it, one of your houses i want to go down this route well it was like yeah i only lived there for like a year or so it's a deeper long sad story but i don't want to go down but it was pot. like a but huge anyway. house that had like a legit indoor Courtney. Yes, yes, and I had basketball. Uh, I had NBA jerseys hanging from like the ceiling. I mean, it was. All, I have so many NBA jerseys. It's kind of dumb, but um, we need to have a whole conversation, a whole podcast about you living in this house that had an indoor basketball court <laughs> in it. It is, but it's, it has a sad ending too because I didn't live there very long, and it had a lot of like, like yeah, my family and all stuff. But mm. um, <laughs> interesting. So anyway, can make uh, it like a serial podcast. But yeah, I play. Yeah, I played a lot growing up and uh, up until high school, up and in, into high school and all that stuff. So uh, I just I love playing the game. I still play as much as I can, um, pick up ball and stuff. And I just yeah, grew up loving the NBA with my dad. Yeah, I have a fairly similar story. I uh, was born in Southern California. We moved when I was really young. Uh, we ended up then eventually we, we were living in Cincinnati, Ohio. Which is it's hilarious that we're both like from the Cincinnati, Kentucky like area. Which, if you don't live in the U.S., Ohio is where Cincinnati is, and it's right above Kentucky. Uh, and we grew up probably what like an hour and a half away from each other. Uh, it was like three hours. I grew up going to a lot of Cincinnati Reds games, and that was like three hours away from. Okay, me, so, so so farther than that. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I. I Grew up there, and I didn't really have – they didn't have a team in Cincinnati. Uh, Cleveland is, like, really far away. <laughs> um, yep. The Pacers were actually the closest team, but my dad would always tell me that I was born during a Lakers game. And I went back and looked, and the day I was born, the time I was born – because I remember my, my dad always told me, this, you know, the story of, like, my birth or whatever. He would go into the 
you know, my mom's hospital room and then out to the lobby. And in the lobby, the Lakers game was on and it was Lakers versus Kings and they won the game. And uh, he would always tell me that story. And so then when I was eight years old, I remember us watching Kobe and Shaq win, you know, the, the first title and then the second and the third. And we watched it every single year. And they, you know, became my favorite team because my dad would always tell me that story. And they were my favorite team. And then I just got really into basketball ever since then. Uh, I played. I was not very good. I was tall, so that helped. Uh, I went to a really big school, and I only made my team in seventh grade, eighth grade, seventh grade. Uh, And then I just joined the broadcast team after that in high school. And, uh, yeah, been into the game ever since. And that's kind of how – that's how it started. I know. I guess technically my allegiance should be with the Bulls since my dad was like all about that when I was a kid. But uh, I grew up going to Pacers games because Pacers yeah, games was, were like six hours away from me. So we would go two or three times a year up to the Pacers games, not for the Pacers, for whoever they're playing. <laughs> <laughs> so we see. I saw like Scottie Pippen when he was with the Blazers. Uh, saw Yao Ming and um, Dwight Howard when he first came into the league and like all this stuff. And then. Um, yeah, I was just fans of players. Being in Kentucky, we don't have professional teams, yeah. so I was this I was huge Dirk fan and Vince Carter. Um, and love love Ben Wallace. I mean, there's so many random yeah. guys that I really he liked, used to wear. Like, I remember he used to wear like sweatbands around his arms. I thought that was the coolest thing. Yes, like oh, I uh, loved it. But Vince Carter, yeah, when yeah, he was my guy forever. That I just absolutely loved, and yeah, and then that. The 2011 run for the Mavericks. I always liked the Mavericks. I was never like fully all in, 100% Mavericks until I moved to Dallas um, a little over six years ago. And then it was crazy because it was the first time I was ever around professional teams. And uh, then at that point, I was all in Mavericks. Not all in Cowboys, but uh, we can talk about other sports a different day. <laughs> My dad wasn't, a, wasn't a, a Lakers fan, though. He was a Sixers fan. He loved Dr. J growing up. And uh, he grew up in Pennsylvania, so... He was around there, uh, but he act- he was more of a baseball fan than he is a basketball fan. But which is kind of weird. But I remember I remember us watching that together. So hmm. there you go. Um, yeah, there you go. That's the all. That's the anything but Mavs mailbag. We got a bunch. Wait, do that last one. Who wins again? One on one. Oh, we can save that one. Uh, okay, never that's mind. a good one. I want to I want to take some time on this because I think it's a big debate that always happens. So, uh, there- well, just le- leave it out there. and We won't answer it. Okay, Christopher asks, who wins a game of one-on-one to 21, ones and twos, no make it, take it, Muggsy Bogues or Sean Bradley? We will answer that on our next Anything But Mavs mailbag. (laughs) To all of our loyal listeners that already listen every day, we see the numbers. You guys already listen every day. (laughs) That is very true. Uh, But for those that maybe don't, that's what we'll do on the next time. So Uh, There you go. That's Anything But Mavs mailbag. And uh, you can tweet us at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris, at Locked on Mavs. Also, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, please do. Uh, yes. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, the Himalaya app is great. Um, you can follow us on there. So subscribe. And to you the can podcast. always submit more questions to us. Like tweet them at yeah. us. Uh, we still have some different questions, but I still have a yeah, document sub- where I add them. So submit more questions to us and uh next thursday or every thursday we'll get to some more yeah there you go guys thanks so much for listening to locked on maps peace out boom <laughs> <laughs>